There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. <laughs> you make it look incredibly There we go. Incredibly hard. We're, okay, we're recording now. Everyone shut up. Hello Egg Chasers and welcome to this, the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast, the podcast about rugby that doesn't take itself or the game too seriously and the podcast about rugby nominated alongside the biggest broadcasters in the land as the best sports show. So thank you very much for finding it, thank you very much for listening, downloading, following, sharing, liking, tweeting, Facebooking, Instagramming and all the rest of it. We've got another uh, bumper podcast for you today uh, with me Tim, with him JB. Hello Timothy. With him Phil. Hello Tim. And uh, we're going to start like this. Why? <laughs> because we have a new Lion King. Wow. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> the story of the week happened nowhere near a rugby pitch. Uh, and it involved Welshman Scott Baldwin getting mauled by a lion. <laughs> Quite incredible. Uh, not Alan Wynne Jones in training. Quite incredible. This, the, for me, this justifies the entire expansion of the Pro Pro Twelve to the Pro Fourteen because the, those Welsh players would never have been at a <laughs> South African nature reserve with questionable health and safety. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by the way, how close are they? Mind you, to South Africans, it's an everyday thing, isn't it? Don't go near the lion. Yeah, don't, don't go near the lion. Oh no! Right, if you need a sign or you need a keeper to tell you not to put your hands through a fence and stroke a, a lion then you've got you've got issues yeah uh, the best part about it was kind of the South Walian uh, right boy <laughs> at the end of <laughs> no, it yeah. no it's so painful like, like the, the way well let's listen let's just listen to how Scott Baldwin the noise Scott Baldwin made uh, is like off the charts in terms of uh, panic I, and pain on. do we know if he's okay before we I mean, his career is not in jeopardy. Well, he didn't play, so he yeah. has some injuries. But I, I think he will be counted. Well, I mean, we would we would know if it was any more serious. I would mean, we? It, it could have been career ending. Oh, yeah. quite oh, easily. Yeah. Life ending, mate. Yeah. It could actually yeah. be life ending. <laughs> it really could. Uh, so I think, fortunately for him, I think the lion was just kind of playing. But um, anyway, so Banter. This, so <laughs> it's the the, uh, the Scott Baldwin noise versus the noise of one of his teammates nonchalantly just saying, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> One other noise to listen out for is you actually hear the jaws snap shut of the lion that bites oh, you. 
Take it easy, though, boys. Right, so... These are massive beasts. So one of them's stroking it. Is that the Ospreys? One of them. <laughs> oh, my God. What, yeah, one of the, one, one of the Ospreys is stroking it. It's not Scott Ball. With... Listen again to the jaw snapshot. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yes, I did. I heard it, Tim. I do, do need to listen to it over and over again. Bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs> I imagine. I want that guy. I, I want that. I want someone to make some video memes of like John F. Kennedy getting shot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right, don't, boy. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. <laughs> um, the Titanic going down. Bye, boy. All right, boy. <laughs> Made my week. <laughs> I'm, I hope Scott Ball is alright. I really do because apparently the big danger is going septic or something. There's a lot of bacteria involved and that kind of thing. Oh. So um, and also, God, have you seen their teeth? I mean, it, it, mm. Oh, it doesn't even. I don't even want like thinking. Like, actually, I hate stuff like stuff like this. Oof. So uh, yeah, get well soon, Scott. Yeah. Don't do it again. Learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah. This, I bet um... Scott Baldwin goes home and puts down his dog. <laughs> <laughs> This whole foray into South Africa hasn't gone that well for the Ospreys, Lens- no. Leinster. Well, actually, I mean, did you see the game? I've not seen it. I mean, it the, Friday I mean, the real mauling this week wasn't by a lion. It, it was by the cheaters. To the Ospreys. Thank you. <laughs> Very good. Uh, You're they, right, though. They, they, they hammered them. I don't even think it was close, to be fair. Is this the strangest league, uh, the strangest, not league, the strangest year you can remember because yeah. like Exeter last year had a very bad start and then went on to win, but I don't remember so many teams having such differing fortunes week to week. Oh yeah, not like Northampton top of the table versus who would have called Northampton top of the table after that opening day no, demolition no. by Saracens? Not even the close. Twickenham game. Yeah, not even close. no one. Well, people were talking about them as relegation. Being, yeah, relegation fodder. Uh, well, after that's that performance. And then, and then you've got and then you've got teams like Ulster getting a, getting a beat down by a, Zebra. well a, a comeback. They should never have lost to Zebra, but well, shouldn't they? I mean, this is well, second, second yeah. week week winning for Zebra. Yeah, they from from what I've seen uh, and what I've read. So Zebra were worthy winners. There's two sort of things going on here. There's two sort of contrasting leagues, in in my opinion, and it's the Premiership, which is just. Savage. I mean, and I still can't work out who's good, who's bad. I think Saracens are good. I think Northampton <laughs> are good. I, 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 I'm not sure. Uh, I think Worcester, Worcester are bad outside of that. And Lenar is bad outside of that. Bad. I, I don't Gl- know. Gloucester will beat Exeter, the reigning champions, and then get absolutely smashed by sale. So Gloucester, you can't work out. Yeah. Harlequins, I can't work before, out. Before we move on to, to, to any of that, I just, yeah. I, I, there's one thing to share in terms of the lion thing. Uh, oh, with is Steve Tandy. Oh yeah, uh, from Ospreys, his quote coming out to the press and saying there was an incident with a lion, but in fairness, oh. it was nothing to do with the lion. No, he's absolutely right. Isn't he? <laughs> he did bite Scott, but when you put your hand in a fence where there's a lion, you will get bitten. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Sandy sounds like a man of the world, doesn't he's he? Pra- yeah. Pragmatist, never, realist. never ever accuse him of placing blame unfairly <laughs> on anyone. He must have been furious because he's a man under pressure, a big oh, pressure, and uh, you know one of your top players just it's just an idiot. Just um, yeah, he's an idiot. Yeah, he's an idiot. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, back to my point about the Pro Twelve. Does it feel like uh, do, do we have, any of you ever watch F one? Uh, no. And put the microphone in front of your face, Phil. Come on. It's right up there. Get it in front of your Excuse face. Me. Right. Um, 
F1 occasionally they just change the rules completely and then everything is kind of back to square one and everyone has to work out who's good, who's bad, what works, what okay. doesn't. Yeah. It kind of feels a bit like that for the, for the Pro 14. Where they um, reset yeah. a few variations to the laws. The two conferences. The two conferences, a bit a, a bit of travelling. All of a sudden, the Italians... I think an Italian one is, t- a team has won, what, four four weeks running now? Uh, well, Certainly three Zeb- weeks Zebra running. have won two. Benetton have won two. Treviso have won two. I so. think they might have overlapped. Yeah. They might have overlapped. So it might be three weeks running. And also, an Italian team have won games. Is this the Conor O'Shea effect, perhaps, come, starting to come through? That would be good to think. It's possible. Because they... They seem to, so Zebra have got rid of some of their kind of journeyman South Africans and Kiwis and brought in more Italian players. Mm. So it's kind of twofold. You've got people who want to be there playing playing for their clubs, working towards their national team, and also Conor O'Shea gets more access to his players. Yeah. So you, you'd hope this is like, as a long-term strategy, this will actually reap, reap some benefits, even if these short-term results are just kind of a bit of a blip and an, and an anomaly for the moment. I hope, I hope you're right, because it could literally be the best thing to happen to rugby in the last 15 years, maybe 20 years, if these Italian teams turn out to actually be good. If I mean, I must say good, I just mean mid-table finishes. That, to me, would be a massive success. I, I, well, so the way I would look at it is the big goal is to get the Italian team good. And mm. so... If mid-table successes get you to the point where, get you to the point where Conor O'Shea has got a wider pool of players available to him more of the time, so he can get consistent training, consistent playing, improve their strategy, Mm. and it means that uh, Italy are no longer the whipping boys of the Six Nations and are actually claiming some scalps at home, potentially even claiming some scalps on the road, then that is a big win. But isn't I I guess the model here is what Glasgow have shown which is you can improve your national team by improving yep. your club teams first exactly and if they go down that route exactly um, you know it's not it's not actually it is hard to do it's simple it's not necessarily easy it's definitely not easy but we'll get on to some rugby that happened on the pitch there was one other big story that, that happened and I think the Scott Baldwin event united the communities of rugby <laughs> just in disbelief and comedic um, enjoyment Knowing that he was all, he's going to be all right and suffer no lasting damage, um, in the way that we all enjoyed Manu Tolangi jumping off a ferry, yes, etc. Yeah, uh, but there was another thing that, re- that united the communities of rugby, and that was Dr. Alison Pollock's big return to the to the forum. Yeah, with some more research, which well, is a term research, I use it? loosely. So can I tell you? Okay, so I'm not going to go too much. No, into we're going to both these videos this week. Yeah, uh, it feels to me that this story is so old now already because yeah. it's, yeah. it's been, already been out six days. But I've got a rather amusing anecdote for you. Um, so, other than her basically being uh, alongside medical greats like Andrew Wakefield now in terms of her credibility, um, she, <laughs> well, not she, someone. On Facebook has contacted me, me directly, not the Chase podcast, directly to tell me uh, about what she was like during her son's school days and how she went about banning him, fr- banning him from rugby. It's a personal vendetta. It's, it's nothing more than that. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're going to see this every, I don't know, every Six Nations, maybe every twelve. Um, 12, 12 months if 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 what you're describing is true it's absolutely uh, true mate. well, well I, I'm only using that caveat if that is true then that's that's abusing a position 
course it is, mate. That's, that's a, totally. Yeah, that's that's abuse of. He's using my tax money to p- pursue a personal vendetta. Cheers. <laughs> you know, it's not as if like, it's, a, it's not as if there's any other things that need solving. Uh, you know, this is clearly the number one thing uh, that kids are suffering from today: uh, you know, brain trauma from rugby and broken legs. Well, uh, it's ridiculous. I was at a rugby festival at Manchester Rugby Club today, and uh, there was full contact in the under tens <gasps> tournament that, that I was uh, that I was watching, and uh, my my lad was in. Now, uh, whilst I was there, I also had contact with. With some, a few listeners of the podcast, oh, nice. one of which um, said to say hello to you, JB, and that they'd done their level two coaching in the same course that you did. Yes, they passed it, and apparently you didn't. Well, you can't fail; you just get not yet competent, which is exactly <laughs> what <laughs> So, yeah, for everyone out, for people who've not taken the level two, how right, would right, you? How I, would you? What um, what uh, other word would you say? Uh, not yet competent. Could be described as well. I think it's a no a no failure culture, isn't it? At the, <laughs> at the RFU at, at that level, apparently it's it's incredibly hard to fail. But yes, I did. I, I am level two now for the record. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. 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 I'm not. I'm not questioning your coaching. I, I just. Um, yeah, I, I get. Really. I get the impression that there's possibly a funny story in the the reason why you were denied that. Well, I thought it's because. Well, I don't really understand how you can coach the game of rugby with, rugby without contact. So a lot of the drills that I came to the session with involved a bit of contact not much contact a bit of contact I don't know how you can teach tackle technique without con- or teach the basics of a scrum without contact uh, but yeah it was a frosty relationship I had with me <laughs> there was so the guy the guy said that he was they were doing a classroom bit and the the guy the RFU guy was up there and said so what if we what if I put the players in this formation and it was like a py- like a pyramid formation and it was a uh, Jonathan, what do you think? And, and your your reaction in front of the whole group was, "Well, that would be novel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that didn't go that. No. Well, <laughs> so the problem being right. So the RFU deserves a ton of credit because I think their courses are actually genuinely really, really good. Mm. I think the standard of coaching in English rugby, in particular, is exceptional. Particularly when you get down to like kids' levels, and if what they're trying to get through gets through, great. But among all this is some utter nonsense. So I'll give you an example. When you do like your rugby ready, they give examples of kids. So you know, obviously kids can't possibly be, le- be made to feel out, uh, made to be made to feel left out. So they'll say things like, um, what happens if one kid has trainers and all the others have football boots? Um, well, then you make all the kids wear trainers. So the one kid wearing trainers doesn't feel left out, right? Is that the... That is actually the answer. Oh, come on. That is actually the answer. But then a few questions down, it's like, well, what happens if one kid has glasses? Well, surely the logical extension to your point is everyone should wear glasses. Uh, No, because that reduces everyone else. Uh, No, no. So to make sure that they're not, that they don't, that they're not left out, young um, coaches uh, teaching kids now should basically carry a big box of glasses to put on kids. (laughs) Otherwise, they'll just feel left out. Wait, yeah. Or not included. Well, no, no, because no, it, it's all about uh, the the point is not what they're wearing; it's about the capabilities, isn't it? So, so trainers reduces capabilities, uh, whereas glasses enhances capabilities. So, what you're saying then is we should take the glasses off the kids that's got blurry vision, and then add blurry glasses to all the other kids. Well, yeah, pepper <laughs> pepper spray all the all the kids with good vision. Yes, there you go. It. There you go. Uh, I, well, I I saw it today. 
<laughs> you say about the coaching, I saw today an amazing example of brilliant coaching and what there should be more of. So there was one team that they'd, they'd coached to, and I won't name the club, but um, Phil will know it well. It's, was <laughs> it, not not Sedgley Tigers, no. Okay. Another club. He doesn't know any of Another club that Phil will know well. Um, and they, they just, the coach just got the big lad to always take the ball and just run, ball under one arm. It wasn't fun. It wasn't good. And then there was Liverpool Collegiate, and I named them because they were amazing. And I've never seen such good hands from a, really? a team. They've got an ex they, player coaching they, them the first team. Level. Well, it was brilliant. And they, they just, they, it, was, it was great to watch. So, yeah, rugby's in good health in terms of coaching if there's more people like that. On to the rugby uh, on the field then. Yes. So we've dealt with lots off the pitch. We've talked about it being a weird season. What was your, Phil, what was your highlight of the weekend? Best performance you felt of the weekend? Uh, the game I enjoyed the most was the uh, South Africa-Australia game. Not because it was like... So not because it was the highest, most consistent high standard, but because it was so frenetic. There were some brilliant things from both teams. Um, but the, just the whole game was chaos. And the last kind of 10, 15 minutes where uh, one team went into the lead... So. Australia went into the lead, South Africa clawed it back, Australia going to lead again, South Africa clawed it back again. It felt like the pressure was just increasing and increasing and increasing with every minute that went. And that meant the hits got bigger and bigger and bigger. There were some unbelievable hits in that last 10-15 minutes. So I thought that was a great, great game. With a few interesting talking points as well. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the overall scoreline... So South Africa, sorry, New Zealand have won the rugby championship. They go to South Africa next week, having hammered South Africa once. Will South Africa have um, kind of improved from this game, or are they just lined up for another absolute hiding from yeah. New Zealand? I can't work it out. I think it's going to be a respectable performance. One of the thing, kind of the sort of performance where you can pick out some good good bits. They certainly won't. Well, I'd hope that they don't get a hiding. I mean, that's, it's like, there's sort of two tournaments been been played out, isn't there, in the championship, <laughs> which is everybody else and then New Zealand have a few friendlies. So, yeah, New Zealand just routinely collect their trophy. Yeah. And then everyone else is fighting out for second How place. How hard can it be? I mean, like, South Africa have the deepest pool of players, probably in the world, actually. I mean, it's something like... Well, some... The hundreds of South Africans who are playing outside of exactly, South... Exactly, Professionally exactly. outside of South Africa. Hundreds. Yeah. And they're you know they're genetically superior. I mean they've they've got absolutely everything. You know they've got everything that you want. They are the tallest race in the world. They you know. Are you talking about either well white South Africans? Well, actually, that's a terrible. Actually, we should yeah. really be talking about ta- master races and because the tallest yeah the tallest country is Holland. Yes, it is, and they're Dutch, yep. aren't they? So the Afrikaans yeah, so the like Afrikaans the, literally the biggest people on earth. And uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> everything going for them and yet they can't seem to raise a rugby team that can beat the All Blacks what should right here's a question that came out of that game as well what yep. should be the punishment for someone tackling a man by his bun <laughs> hair bun well yellow card uh, yes I, I'm I was astonished that that wasn't a yellow card yeah I mean, really, why has he got a man bun he, he should be he should, <laughs> he should be, be marched, yellow carded for, he for having a man bun yeah. exactly he should be sent to the Exeter Chiefs barber chair Immediately to get a what it was Matt on um, Twitter has named it after we were talking about Exeter Chiefs haircut that a lot of them seem to have that we were talking about uh, last week 
Henry Slade, Thomas Francis, Don Armand all have this haircut where it's short up the sides and back and kind of like a like a wide sort of mohawk mullety type thing. And uh, he Matt, Matt on Twitter calls it a lowhawk. Lowhawk, okay. Which low is quite hawk. good because it sort of doesn't... A mohawk is quite a thin strip. Yeah. To have a much sh- thicker strip. Uh, goes okay. quite far down the head. So there is an expert salesman who also doubles up as a barber somewhere in ex- somewhere in Exeter. <laughs> oh yeah, that, well, that with no question, no question. But no, um, yeah. So Israel Falau, it was a horrible looking tackle. Yeah, swung the guy by his hair. Did he not just catch him right at the end of the tackle? I kind of felt. Well, uh, he re- he was. I think there got- was. I think there was honest intent initially, mm. at least. I think he. Uh, it's hard. It all happens in such a quick and time. And man bends as well. It's not long hair. So long hair, you've got to actively grab it. Okay. It's, yeah, you yeah. Because your fingers, a... your fingers just run centrally through. Exactly, it. Yeah, and they exactly. probably moisturise and it's conditioned. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure, like for example, I'm sure Blair Cowan conditions before every exactly. match just yeah. to. But man bun and faff definitely and does. It's like lots of little hoops, isn't it? So you will you will get your fingers caught. Yeah. So in, in Israel Flowers' defence. I think he started as a high tackle round yeah. the collar, mm. yeah. which would just be a penalty. He then almost got his fingers caught in the bu- in the bun itself, but then kind of followed through and actually swung him by the bun. So, so I I would have been I wouldn't have been unhappy to see a yellow card for Israel Falau for that. So do you the think story. they'll be re- what? So what do you think the retrospective action might be? Do you think they'll try and make an example of him? No. Mm. I well, don't I, think they will because it feels quite. It feels like it's up there with like spitting or no, no, not that bad. No, but it feels like it's one of those things which some people would put as a no. Oh, that that is not, a really people, low thing to do. Pulled, um, Augustin P. Shot's hair throughout his entire career. <laughs> I mean, it's just that is the risk that you take. I, I remember um, there was. I was on. What was I? What was I doing? You've got a duty of care for yourself. If you want to, if you, exactly. if you, if you, if you refuse to have a short back and sides, correct. That's um, it. Duty I remember of hair. some of the lads in Sale um, <laughs> telling me that um, that Luke Wallace once begged them to stop pulling his hair. <laughs> no, not Luke Wallace. Um, um, the other one, Luke Abraham. No, no, no um, is a Harlequins player. Yeah, that's oh, Luke, Wallace. Luke, Wallace. Luke Wallace. No, 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 the back, Matt Hopper. Hopper. Matt Hopper. Yeah, because yeah. he used to have long hair. <laughs> so it does happen. Yeah. It should. It should happen too. No. Okay. So the broader point, which again, not getting into any particular incident too much, just. One that I think a lot of people, judging by our Twitter account as well, a lot of people noticed over the weekend is TMOs are part and parcel of the game now. Yep. Um, what what people quite often say is they want consistency. And yep. I think we noticed over the weekend, if you take it en masse, that there were times when the TMOs got involved and had greater or lesser degrees of impact on the decisions that referees made. And there were some questionable and less questionable decisions made. And it's... I, it's conflating and it's confusing. I think it's quite sim- I think actually the standard of refereeing, the consistency of refereeing has got much better even over the last two, two three years. Well, I, think, I think that is true. I can look at stuff now and go, that is, and I can tell you straight away. Yeah, well, so. Whereas I didn't you, used to be able to do I'll that. I'll give you a couple of examples. Well, one, they went back to the TMO and had a look at that Israel Falau thing and somehow mm. the referee and TMO between them decided that a penalty only was was necessary which surprised yeah. me i think they were probably swayed by the eben etzebeth yeah I'm, yes yes I'm you're right there but so i think eben etzebeth was quite right to be furious yeah. about that like it's his teammate so i've got no problem with eben 
charging in there. But you can't retaliate. No, just you just can't do it. But he didn't. He didn't he throw didn't any punch punches. Yeah. He just took, kind of took him down. Mm. Um, but which, what are your options, by the way, when even Etzebeth is pinning you to, to the floor? <laughs> Please beg, beg for mercy. Yeah. That's, that's or, or at least a quick death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Quick death, quick death. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got no problem with even Etzebeth storming in. I do think Izzy should have been yellow carded for yeah. that, I have to say. Okay, uh, another one. Um, just jumping to Wasps. I love this design. game. Oh, hold on, was it Wasps? Yeah, Priestland. Wasp v Bath and Reese Priestland, uh, the referee had called for a penalty and was about to reach into his pocket and grab a card for Reese Priestland for deliberate knock-on, mm-hmm. um, which I think no one would have had any complaints about, nope. not even Reese Priestland. Uh, then the TMO came on and said, uh, can you go back three phases and have a look at a... Completely agree. At a different impact. What well, you agree that it was? I, a, it I was thought e- this was some of the best application of the law. Really? Since okay. Wales versus France, the hundred eight minute long game. What I didn't like about it was the TMO repeatedly, like the referee had a look at it and went, "Yeah, well, he kind of was transferring the ball from one arm to the other, and he's just." Uh, I thought he's in real just, time. And, the, and, t- and Falatau was high, and it's and then the, the the TMO about at least twice went, "Well, well, hold on, can you look again?" Yeah, can you I, look I, again? I agree with them. Can okay. you look again? Because that is that to me, it, it bordered on foul play. Watching it in real bordered time, bordered on ve- foul play. Yeah, as in it's definitely a penalty, but is it as in foul play? As in is it like violent conduct? Using, Nathan, so, uh, so you're saying Nathan Hughes's yeah. fend was definitely a penalty? Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. What he leads, okay. he leads yeah. with the elbow, elbow, el- elbow to, to the, the head. Oh. I thought it, like you, you just know, and I thought in real time that's weird that they haven't pulled that up. I thought he was just just letting it play play on to go back uh, to it. I think the Nathan Hughes one and the Julian Salvi one can be lumped together. Julian Salvi getting a yellow card for Exeter Chiefs on Saturday afternoon against. Uh, so against, I, I think you can on, lump... just let's not move away from the the, the Bath Wasps. Well, no, no, no. Well, so, 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 so the Bath. So so, yeah, sorry. So, so, can... so I'm putting the two together. What yeah, I'm, yeah. what I guess the point I'm making with both of those is Julian Salvi smashing out a ruck and happening to make contact with the head slash upper neck area of a player. And Nathan Hughes running into contact and happening to make contact with the neck slash head well, area. I, I think both of those happen. What they'll happen every minute right, of a game. So let they'll me happen. S- they'll happen multiple times. Right, so Twenty, thirty, forty, fifty times in every single match. They're rugby yeah, they incidents. They're just rugby. Yeah, do you times in every game? Do they? Huh? I mean, they don't. They don't happen. The, rucks like Julian get... Salvi's ruck happen all the time. Look, uh, I, I, I disagree with that on both the... counts. Uh, there was a ruck today, a ruck I was watching with North with Northampton. As soon as he hit it, I was like, that is illegal. And the referee got it dead, dead right. That is illegal. So let me just tell you about the Nathan Hughes one, why I think it's so brilliant. Nobody wants to see players getting getting yellow carded. And what that TMO managed to do is they, he managed to keep 15 players on each side on the field, which I thought was brilliant. And also it what, was what genuine foul, 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 foul So you're, say, you're saying it's great. That yes, it's great I, that uh, it's great that Reese Priestland didn't get what he deserved he for a cynical decision. No. Bec- and it was, and it's better that we kept fifteen yes. players and just went because, back and gave a penalty for that. That is a penalty, right? right? Okay. And that would come back. Uh, for I, I, yeah, I disagree with your hang point. On. Can everyone well. just be quiet? Just one second, okay? Right. So that was definitely a penalty by Nathan Hughes. And what I was thinking, in your opinion, yeah, but okay, just just hold on. Yeah, all right, right. So it's definitely a penalty by by Nathan Hughes. The reason I say it's definitely a penalty is is because it was given given as a penalty. Right. Okay. Yeah. Fair so, enough. what I was thinking, I thought it was quite an interesting point too, is what if someone gives away a counter penalty or a worse penalty 
after the original penalty. So this is exactly the situation that Reese Priestland found himself in. Yeah. He he should have actually his team should have had an advantage there. And if during that advantage you do something like knock the ball down deliberately for a wasp scoring try, it seems perverse that during your advantage you would then earn, earn a yellow card. And that is why it's a great application of uh, uh, of the law. Mm, I'm, I think it's a lucky application of law lucky. when when you look at it like that. My, it's also good. my issue with this one was the fact that the the referee made up his decision as the game was happening. He didn't see anything untoward. He looked at the thing twice with his uh, assistant referee and appeared to have said, "Oh, that's fine." And it was the way that the TMO. I can't see how you think kept that's fine, pressing. Though. Well, no. If you if you watch back what actually happened I in did. the match, I, I didn't like. I didn't like the TMOs. Repeated intervention. Yeah. To be fair, I didn't hear that bit because 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 flagging off. it up and going, could you have a look? Is one thing, yeah. and the re- but then the referee goes, I've seen that. I'm fairly satisfied. He was transferring the ball from one arm to the other, so his arm was up in up in the sort of cradle position, and then Talupe Falatel was right there. So yeah, but he smacked him in the face. He yeah, didn't, he didn't yeah. smack him in the face. Well, he this, smacked him well in again, the face. this is. The... Do you know how hard I'd have to hit Talupe Falatel to make him fly like that? He didn't fly. He, he went backwards well, this fast. Is, this, is the, this, is the, this is where I would draw the parallel with the Julian Salvi thing. It's rugby incidents, in my opinion. Rugby incidents that happen loads of times a game. There are grey areas. And um, some people on Twitter, sort of, uh, one, one guy on Twitter said, oh, but it's a, it's a grey area and we need to officiate grey areas. And my, I guess my perspective is it, contact sports, the very nature of contact mm. sports, means there are lots and lots of grey areas by the very nature of the sport because there are people whose bodies are in motion at high speeds, at high powers, high velocities, different directions, making contact with yeah. each other. And, that, and therefore that creates grey areas and you can't officiate them. So I don't think we should try. And if you try to go down the line of letter of the law... Uh, but do you know what? And lack of empathy, yeah, this I, is where we're going to go. We're going to start mass- officiating all of these. I'm on, on this. I always have been. But I can't have any, any more admiration okay. or praise for how actually they have made it so much clearer. I think over the last two years, okay. it's become so much easier to work out what's what. Whereas it used to be, when we, when we first start, started po- podcasting, it was a nightmare to work out what was the law, what was the law and what wasn't. Now it's dead clear, in, in my opinion. Mm. And I, I actually think, so I take your point, Tim, about the... Yeah, I think um, everything you say is important, definitely. I, I definitely take your point about the... Um, it was almost like a passive-aggressive TMO yeah. for the Nathan Hughes one. It was like, do you want to look at that again? Yeah. No, no. Have, no, a, have a look wanna, again. Have look. another look. It's have like, another look. It's like when my wife's pissed off at me, and she, <laughs> she won't tell me what she's pissed off about, but you just like hint yeah, somewhere towards say, the problem. Well, why? Do you know what might be useful? <laughs> is instead of having the open link, have a closed link so you can say, hey, mate, look at that. Yeah. Or so put it up. Put it as Nick Mullins suggested when he was watching the game at home on Twitter. Put put up the conversation on the speakers so the crowd can hear. It must have been, <laughs> imagine being in the crowd. Yeah. Must have been really confusing. Well, no, the opposite. It should be private. But, so for that one, I just wanted the TMO to actually say, look, my recommendation, my, the way I'm seeing this is, it was an elbow to the head. Mm. Therefore, my recommendation is yellow. The ref can say no. I don't think it was. It was. There was contact, but it was accidental, so it's a penalty only. And that's even clearer. Yeah. The other side of the the Julian Salvi one, I I thought that was a yellow card all day. Really? So the mm. way I look at it is always layering. So process, he, d- he, did, he did make contact, albeit lightly, with Vianu's head. Didn't do any damage, but there was contact. I don't think he wrapped his arms... And he went. He definitely went straight You've off. You've rucked, though, right? That's I've, I've how rucked. you ruck. No, 
He did not wrap his arms. Uh, well, the, one thing, the other, the other one. Je- well, he went straight off his feet. He he was in the air. Well, penal- penalise him for going off his feet then. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And that's what. So penalise him for going off his feet. Penalise him for making contact with the head. He can't. He couldn't help um, making contact with the head. And Telusivianu's crouched over a ball. And you've got. You've only got the only. But the only part of Telusivianu's body you can hit are his shoulders and his head. Do it on your feet and with arms then. Well, anyway, I'd say to JB, because you're clearly agreeing, and Dave, and uh, JB always says, I never disagree with JB Flatman. David Flatman's tweet was soft. <laughs> yeah, he might have really, Very that. harsh. Yeah. Very uh, harsh. Yeah. Yellow card. Yeah, I, can see, um, I, I, I can see both. But the broader point was, not to get into the minutiae of yeah. each decision, it was the broader point of... It, what? That wasn't the point? No, no, no. It was, T, it was, it was TMOs. And the... the again, yeah, I, I, I've been in a, a coaching course where you talk about the team of three in a game or in this case the team of four where you ha- the way that you're supposed to have conversations with each other and we joke about the way that assistant referees and TMOs and referees yeah. talk to each other but that's how you're hey, taught yeah. to do it what. you'll say what I'm seeing is this and you're trying to if you're not the referee the whole role of what you're trying to do as the assistant ref or TMO in this case is to try and suggest what yeah. you have seen but get them to make the decision but I'm with you Phil I actually call it how it is. I saw a yellow card offence. Have a look, and then, but that's it. And then, yeah, yeah. And then and TMO then, turn off. Yeah. If the referee watches it again and sticks with his original decision, fine. Yeah, I quite like the ref links to go quiet if they if they want a private conversation because they might not want the scru- like the scrutiny later. And well, they, they I, well, I, I think Phil's decision is absolutely spot on, and and we know we have people that listen in high places. I think <laughs> that I think you've actually hit the nail on the head, Phil. It's it's um, have a, have an opinion about what you think you saw, yeah. but then say it, and then there's not a discussion back and forth. It's, yeah, yeah. Here's what I've seen. Stop. Don't hint. And then leave it to the ref. Be clear. Great. And then cool. you get you get the best part of the intervention, which is people spotting things that the ref may have missed. Yeah. But you get the referee having the autonomy to decide what he or she wants to have as the decision. Let's talk about another yes. another uh, TMO TMO error in that Kill game, me. which was the Rockadaguni try. Yeah, where there was a clear knock-on. Yeah, by I think it was Chris Cook. It, it was actually possibly two knock-ons, and the TMO and ref looked back at it, and TMO just said, "Yep." Yeah, uh, Were you completely confused okay. by that by, by the first angle that they, that they were showing? Oh yeah, I couldn't I, work I, out which way they were attacking. Yeah, no. I think the TMO had Rocco Daguni in his fancy rugby draft team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let, let him play. Let the boys play. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Give benefit of the doubt. It's, it's impossible to tell. I guess. I guess that kind of slightly brightened what would have otherwise been a pretty. Yeah. Dull, I quite enjoyed it. game. Oh, oh there were so many knock-ons. Like Jimmy Gopeth knocking on left, right, and centre. You know, I, I kind of enjoy these bad games in a kind of like soap opery type way. I like to see things coming and done, but I also, you know, as much as I like to see things coming together. Because you can see the value of guys who aren't there. There were, there were thirty turnovers conceded in that Amazing. game. It was it was, it was error strewn, not poor spectacle. I mean, there were so really many was. things. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things, negative things to talk about. I guess. Um, I mean, the first thing I think of when I see these two teams play, it's basically it's all about the tens. Like, how much are they missing Cipriani? How much does Cipriani need Gopeth and Gopeth need Sippers? I mean, they should from from now on until they finish their careers. Be you know tight 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 <laughs> at the hip, because it's the both of them both of them that, uh, that make the magic. The other one is like, how much is Freddie Burns getting paid? Because I understand he did very well out of this George Ford deal, and he's a great player. We saw it last year, but he's a very expensive backup fullback. Very expensive, and mm. I can't see him. Can you see him get, getting in this team? Can you see him running that team? Yeah, 
I, I think he can. I, can. I, I think... So, so it's interesting, because I was thinking about this during the game. So, Wasps have lost Sippers. Gopeth moves to 10. Mm. Great. You've got a great replacement 10. Problem is, that completely changes the way that Wasps play. Yeah. Because they've not got a ball playing distributing 12. They've got kind of two straight fast runners in the centres. Whereas Bath now... I think it might be different when Lava Balavu and Gopeth can form a 10-12 axis, because it's not quite the same, but Lava Balavu's got... He's skills. got special, hasn't he? He's got he's got some X factor. He does have some X factor. So that'll be interesting to see when he comes back. But it, it is still a different way of playing. Yes, I agree. Um whereas Bath, they've got the option to put Burns and Priestland. You can keep the centres broadly the same. You can have Max Clark or Benny Taps or Jonathan Joseph. Um but you can slightly tweak the way they play. So you mm. can have Priestland who will kick more. And you can have Freddie Burns who will run it more and be a bit more creative. I almost think it could be as much, as simple as this. Reese Priestland away, Freddie Burns at home. Yeah. I like that. It it or Reese Priestland when it's bad conditions. Mm. Away yeah, or bad conditions. I tell you what, he has impressed me with how steady he's been. Oh you know, he's just kind of he's quietly gone about his job. Goes and he slots the slots a drop goal at the right time yeah. as well, relieve the pressure. Yeah. It's, but I just can't see really how Freddie Burns fits in. And the other thing I worry about Freddie Burns is how long he settles in or how long he takes to settle in. So he had that massive dip in form in Gloucester. Do you remember when he was about to move? And from the January when they signed him, nobody mentioned a thing yeah. until he turned up to Leicester. He turned up to Leicester and not until his very final year, maybe final six months, did he play really well. And when he played well, he played really well. But I just have a feeling he's the sort of player that takes a little bit of time to settle into wherever he is. And Bath need to win now, kind of thing. That team, that, that squad doesn't seem to be getting any better to me. Well, they are winning now. It's yeah. a good away win. Um, there's not much else to talk about in that game, so well, I'd, I'd suggest we move on. Yeah. Well, I would just I mention this um, about Wasps. I, and I can parlay it into um, Gloucester. They just have no attacking shape. I mean, without Cipriani, they rely on their talent so much, and when their talent isn't there, I don't think they're very well coached. Or when they, when they get stopped, yeah, they have they nothing. Struggle. They have, they just have nothing. Do you want to talk about a, a, a different game? Oh well, just more broadly, I'll say my my kind of um, we're talking. There's been there was quite a lot of negatives to talk about, but just jumping leagues and stuff. I think it's worth mentioning. Uh, we have there's one unbeaten side across the two there is. European leagues. Well, if you don't, you're not counting the. French top 14 let's um, assume everyone's lost at least one there so. yeah obviously everyone they, has everyone, there you go then. everyone has so there's so only there's, one unbeaten there's, team there's one unbeaten team uh, the All Blacks well, the All Blacks and Glasgow congratulations yeah. Glasgow coached by a Kiwi yeah well. <laughs> good we're, point we're, we're, but with a strong Scottish song I, I, I might add there are probably in, in Europe 20 teams coached by Kiwis yeah across the three leagues nuts isn't it yeah we're doing their job for them <laughs> sorry, I'm not going to get. I'm sorry, that sounded like I was going to go into some kind of uh, <laughs> different kind of run. Coming over here, no, it's not <laughs> what I'm saying. They're just very, they're very, level they're very, very, very yeah. good. They're very, very good. Uh, yeah. But you know, fair, so fair play, Glasgow, and uh, yeah, obviously chalking up another win over the weekend. Um, yeah, they're off to Southern Kings next, or they're off to Cheetahs. Southern Kings, that they'll be going to next. Uh, so they're flying out or today? They're flying out now. Yeah. So that will be quite, uh, quite interesting. Come on, boys. Uh, I'm not going to force the issue. Let's 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 talk about sale. After <laughs> you talk to everyone about Cornerstone, what Cornerstone? The best razor you can get, uh, as we talk, believe wholeheartedly. 
a mail order razor that will be delivered to your door in a beautiful cornerstone presentation box. Because you're listening to the Egg Chasers podcast right now, we can do you an absolute solid and make you try cornerstone so you can see what we're talking about for four quid. Less than a pint of beer these days and it will get you six razors and an aluminium shaft which you can have engraved with your initials Mm. or whatever else. Four quid for that. You can get the extras as well. Uh, people have been praising the extras on Twitter that mm. have been t- going over to Cornerstone. So you can uh, you can upgrade if you want from the four quid. But yeah, your aluminium shaft engraved with your name, your six razors, that'll last you for a bit. Come in a beautiful presentation box and you can see what the fuss is about. And it's no obligation to continue, but we think you'll want to. All you need to do is go to cornerstone.co.uk slash egg chasers. Cornerstone.co.uk slash egg Egg chasers or egg tent at checkouts. Now, before you just uh, talk us about uh, the sale game, JB, because yeah. they're, they're your team and you were there. They're, they're, um, they're not my team. No, they're not I know, my I know, team. I know you were there. Um, the closest team. You watched them. They I did are, watch them. Yes. A couple of stats from that game: Gloucester across the whole game had over sixty percent possession. Yep. They made far more clean breaks than Sale. They mm, beat. Yeah. They beat more defenders than Sale. Uh, yep. So. Yeah, Gloucester, 67% territory, eight clean breaks, 21 defenders beaten, and they only had to make 85 tackles, and they lost 57-10. Yeah. So, to be fair... Unbelievable. That's the most points Gloucester have ever shipped in the Premiership, and it's Sale's biggest win in 13 years. Yeah. 2004. Yeah, 2000... Yeah. Yeah, I think against Bristol. So pre when they won the Premiership. Yeah, so uh, just, um, just one extra stat to throw in there. Oh, sorry, I, well, I was, I, Phil was getting very tetchy there. Hold no, on, no. What's, what's Tim coming in doing the stats for? Exactly. So Sale conceded ten penalties, Gloucester conceded four. I, that's the most, well, so I was sitting next to a, a guy writing for Rugby World, and it, when the first Gloucester penalty occurred, it was like ten minutes before the first half. Like, what? Are you kidding? Sale <laughs> um, so already on the bonus point. Uh, you're right to bring up all those stats, Tim, because th- this basically was a story n- not really about Sale. I mean, they scored some awesome tries, and when they mm. have the ball, they were clinical. So from that point of view, very impressive. Gloucester, oh my word. I mean, they are the worst incarnation of all things Gloucester, if that makes sense. So when you think of this Gloucester team, you think of some you know, dynamite attacking players, uh, real, I mean, a real talented group, actually, but prone just to absolute... Well, just... Uh, it it's encapsulated by by Billy Twelve Trees, who strikes me as one of the nicest guys in rugby, but just prone to implosion. And that, and that's what happened. I mean, I think Sale had three interception tries. When was the last time anyone anyone at any level shipped three, three. interception tries? So th- I think that was they they were later on, or certainly two of them were later on when Gloucester were frustrated. Uh, forcing it too much, just trying to force it. Yeah, just trying to score tries, and they forced it. They forced it too much. Mm. But but what was really disappointing from a Gloucester perspective was they forced it. The interception happened, like the Sam James interception. He, Sam James he picked is not up, a fast man. He's not that fast. There were four Gloucester players around him, and none of them reacted to it. Mm. They all just watched him glide in from fifty yards. Yeah, and Gloucester as well. I mean, if you looked at them uh, and their attacking shape. You could pretty much throw a duvet over all of them. They were so they were so narrow. Um, they had no sort of shape from the forwards. They had, I mean, yeah. When you say about the uh, the clean breaks, yeah, I mean, obviously that did happen. The stats are there. Watching the game, at no point did they look threatening at all. Mm. 
Um, I think did Willie Hines have a nice break? That's what it. The the good things from Sale though were they were super clinical, uh, which is, which is unlike how they have been recently. Yeah, completely. Um, uh, the prop tot uh, Taurus had a really really strong strong game. Danny Salomona, good. Uh, Faf de Klerk is a genius. I'm telling you right now, Faf de Klerk might be the best nine in the entire league. If he's not, he's in the he's definitely in the conversation. That boy can do things, and there's. A little bit of twelve trees about him, to, to be fair. Like, oh, he, he can just lob the ball into wrong. touch. Yeah, uh, like m- m- miss four straight into touch. The blonde locks. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, uh, the biggest contest at Sale were who has the best hair out of Harrison, Faf, um, Billy, uh, twelve trees, and there's and there's one other from uh, from Gloucester with long hair. Purdy, Purdy, oh, yeah, Purdy. All, all all sporting got. Uh, 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 Got golden locks. It was like the um, Lannister intermural. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, they they were very 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 clinical. Faf the clerk is a, one, a wonderful signing. Johan Ackerman must be. I mean, David Humphreys had some good times and then had massive frustrations. And Gloucester last year lost lots of games they could have won. Mm. As in, I think they had was nine defeats. They had nine matches that finished within seven points, yeah. and they lost them all. Yeah, uh, but th- but this is, I mean, this is almost back a step. David Humphreys had made them a little bit, a little bit more consistent, but consistently not quite good, not quite good enough, or not quite mentally tough enough to get over the line. Does, but this is a yin. This is like yo-yo again. I don't yeah. know how Gloucester manage their club or or any such thing. Does David Humphreys feel like he's kind of walking into the? Um... The Gary Gold. Yeah. <laughs> of, like, yeah, we'll just get some more good coaches and eventually, yeah. oh, hang on. I'm the chief exec. They're the coaches. What are what are you doing here? Yeah. And I'd just be very, very cautious. Mm. Um, as for Johan, Johan Ackerman, a couple of things about him. Firstly, very philosophical post-match. Like, he actually came in smiling, which I thought was bizarre. Uh, and then talking to some of the uh, guys from Gloucester later, to a man... Um, they were, you know, just full of praise for him. I mean, full of praise for him. Oh no, they uh, they, they really love. Yeah, one love of the him. guys actually said, "I've never met a man like him." Yeah. So yeah, you know, we'll see where it, where where it goes. And can you, in some ways, say about Gloucester, like, yeah, you've lost against Sale, but you also beat the champions. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So can you kind of weigh one off against the other? I know. Didn't right. they beat the champions before Ackerman had joined? Because it was the first game, which was straight. After. I, yeah, I have a feeling his first game in charge was Leinster, friendly at Leinster. That's my feeling, but I can't be sure. I thought he might have been uh, anyway. Yeah, not that that matters. But um, no, they definitely they definitely all want to play for him and are full of praise. That's 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 what I've picked up as well. Uh, another well, f- far from a yo, it, it seems like it's a yo-yo, but actually it's a, a kind of slow and steady resurrection of Leicester Tigers. Yeah, yeah. interesting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it really is. This wasn't the best game as well. I mean, it was very physical. Uh, both teams very physical. Exeter always are. Leicester have been a little bit soft earlier this season, but their pack's starting to gel, starting to get that old, gnarly Leicester pack back. And also, really, really importantly, they're quite new. 8, 9, 10, 12-axis of Calamaphony, Youngs, Ford and Tamua is really starting to gel. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I didn't really rate the signing of Calamaphony. I didn't think it was good good business. I thought it was kind of just a stopgap until they find their long-term eight. It still might be, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
looking at those two packs before they played, I thought Leicester were going to get an absolute hiding. I can't believe that they won this. Yeah. I, I simply can't believe it. Um, Hamilton at seven. Uh, I've never seen him play seven. I, I mean, I, I watch him play eight occasionally, and I'm never really that impressed. Yeah. Um, well, do you know what? And I think this, picking up on sort of a, a theme more broadly, with, with the law variations, that battle for... The, it is possible to have much quicker ball because it's much it's less contested at the breakdown, which makes that gain line so much more valuable. And when you can't breach the gain line, teams lose. It's mm. as simple as that. Wasps, um, yeah, they they only look good when they manage to get Nathan Hughes. You've got to get front front of the ball running running through holes. But uh, but that's why Leicester have gone for a meatier back row, and it seems to be working. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's a wider kind of trend here which is you know smaller fetcher types and you've got basically aren't going to be that that valuable no big fetchers fantastic well small fetchers not so much yeah I was, yeah so guys like mark wilson are excelling and sam underhill looks like he's loving premiership life yeah he does and yeah. he's he's born for it yeah uh I was, these big units so i was just simply i thought that um ex chiefs would beat him up in, in in the park every which way and i was horribly horribly wrong so congratulations, Le- congratulations, Leicester. And also the other thing I got wrong, I thought um, Ollie Woodburn would have dealt with Johnny May a lot better than he did, particularly for Johnny May's try. Well, on that, yeah. so Gregor Brown tweeted us to at Rugby Podcast and says Tigers have still to play Saracens, but um, points out their you know sl- their quiet resurrection, uh, quietly improving. May on fire. Surely you'd start him and Rocco for England, right? <laughs> it, it's on if you were picking if Eddie Jones was had landed from another planet or whatever or had landed never seen a minute of yeah. a minute of rugby and was just watching this season's Avicii Premiership. I think you'd be hard pushed to look past those two. You'd pick Barry McGuigan and Johnny May. I, I, I Rocco has done some ridiculous <laughs> things and Johnny May has been outstanding. Barry McGuigan's. Uh... He's played for Scotland sevens, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, he has, and he's, he's also in the Namibian. Namibian. Yeah, Namibian. There's, there's no way he's playing for England. Yeah, Denny Unlike though, if... Denny could play. <laughs> Denny, yeah, uh, yeah, Johnny May definitely. Um, he also has been very. very if, he, good. if he continues, Woodburn well, it's not has been very good. Yard's Woodburn's been Woodburn. very good. Woodburn, I'd go with Woodburn. Yard has been industrious. Um, uh, he has been very good, but like Johnny May, if he deserves that eleven shirt, surely in the autumn John, international, yeah. doesn't he? This is what I think. Johnny May is. I'm not sure he'll get it, but. Johnny May is definitely the number one, and I think no, he's about not. Three, well, Elliot no, no, no. Daly and Jack Noll are on form, on form, on form. Yes. and then I think there are about five guys beneath him looking for the other shirt. That, that's how I read, read the situation. Yeah, this is, I'm not saying that's what Eddie Jones no, would do. No, that's no. what I would do. Because Watson, he's not been playing great. He's been playing fullback. Mm. He's missed a game. He's not been as dangerous as we normally expect him to be. I think he's more dangerous on on the wing. Actually, that isn't necessarily. True. Oh, I, I think he's more dangerous on the wing. Definitely. 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 He has a bit on more right freedom wing. on the wing. Yeah, he doesn't have the responsibility. For, yeah. yeah. I, I tend to, yeah now, in terms of that fullback berth, which is going to be vacated by Mike Brown in the upcoming internationals, because he sadly has uh, had an injury, which is going to keep him out for a few weeks. Oh, has he? What's he done? Uh, knee, knee, was it? Yeah. Knee. Ooh. Some knee ligaments. Um, another injury to add to the list of um, high-profile players. Um, Harry Malander gave an interview and has said it's fullback that he wants to play. Mm. So... I was astonished at Harry Malander's pace twice in this game. He almost caught Aaron Morris, yeah. and he was catching him. Were we not? Were we not discussing this last week, or was this a, a different conversation? Well, the, generally, we, we, we've been saying rings. he's not. Uh, we've been saying he's not a ten, and 
Uh, I think he's going to be one of the best 12s in in the country. I saw him play 15 in the, the world champ in the in, in, when England under won 20s. the under 20s world championship. I watched him play 15 and 12 and 10 through that tournament and I I, I thought 15 he looked yeah, again deceptive yeah. gas. Yeah, we were talking about yeah, the deceptive rows. pace of long where men. I, where I think it, it is like if you let him open up he's fine, but you're not going to get that explosive Anthony Watson not that many people have Anthony Watson. So he got he got no, a brilliant top speed, but yeah. not a five meter speed. Yeah, he's kind of like putting. Um, you know, I'm trying to think. Like Luke Charles was at fullback. You know, it, eventually <laughs> when he gets to, gets the pace, he's going to come. <laughs> um, yeah, no, he's very, very, very impressive. I think he will be a phenomenal twelve. I really do. Yeah, he's not a bad option at fullback as well. Yeah, I think wants to play fullback. Let, yeah, let, whatever he wants, he's Where, got the skill, skill set does. to play whatever he wants. He, he's got the the potential as. well also on the negative side for the Henry Slade syndrome mm. where he's too talented to and he can slot in he can be better than slotting anywhere he can be excellent anywhere but that might mean he ultimately doesn't play his best position yeah Slade syndrome very similar to Spies syndrome but not quite the same is it yeah not, it's like you're not too quite Spies syndrome is you're too good to, too talented to be any good at rugby because you're just don't need to try you don't need to try, don't need to try yeah. so you never learn the fundamentals and uh, Slade is actually the opposite. It's fundamentals are too good, yeah. so therefore no one will let you master a position. So that, that's an interesting question at fullback. Who, who starts? I've got a question for you. If you had a choice of being a world class twelve or world class fifteen, what would you be? What's cooler? Ooh, I think it's cooler to oh see, see the world class twelves nowadays are. Uh, you know, you think of they're all court players now, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Like Sun. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Sunny Bill, Where, come on. Yeah, Sunny Bill's, Sunny Bill's cool. the coolest man but on the, earth, right? Israel Falau is pretty cool as well when he's not swinging men around by the oh, hair yeah. the coolest guy right and he's more of a 13 but did a lot of 12 in fact there's two of them I thought Yannick Jojon was incredibly cool <laughs> yeah he, 6 foot 4 just strutting around imperiously yeah, the show. yeah. and Damian Trey Jay- Jamie Trey Roberts when he had that year at university <laughs> <laughs> there you go cleaned up uh, but he school bully at 15, <laughs> so we saying universally 12s are cooler than 15s uh, if I could yeah, I'd, I think I'd be. I think I'd choose to be a twelve over a fifteen. Yeah, even, yeah, absolutely. Even if you play the game like Brad Barrett, you're still a dominator. I mean, Brad Barrett's an absolute dominator, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. So England, we were just talking about the wingers, but England are gonna are gonna be picking a fifteen that Eddie Jones has not generally picked. Yeah. So do you bring Alex Good back in to the fold? Or do you go for Anthony Watson, who's played there, or someone like Jack Noel, who's also played there a little bit? Watson. I think Nolan... that's. I think that's where he will go because I think that's what the 2019 vision might have been. 
Yeah. Like, I, I, now, I, I, I love Mike Brown, and I think Eddie Jones absolutely loves Mike Brown to bits. He's mm. nasty, nasty piece of work in a really good way. Yeah, so, yeah, that yeah. Sounds horrible, aggressive, but, uh, Posi- positive you'd, you'd aggression. You'd love him as a teammate. Yeah, you'd hate him hate as him the if, opposition. Hate him if you're Welsh. I don't know. Um, I would just say, I think Noel Watson and May doesn't have much bite about it in terms of you know, uh, Mike Brown bite. But no. it has plenty of attacking flair. But if you were picking that, then I'd go going back to what Phil was talking about last week. Then I think you would not go forward Farrell Slade. You would have to go with, oh. a, with a big meaty t- Teo option. Yeah, yeah. Just pick them for what they can do. Um, don't does he, he usually like a big, a bigger guy and a faster guy though? That's the, the, as the wingers. Yeah, on the oh, he's a hard-working guy and a faster guy. Yeah. So, so Watson and Daly, Noel and Yard Noel. as one. And May and Watson as the other. Yeah. Good options to have. Good problems to have. Yeah. Mm. Now, there's another potential problem that I was thinking of for England this weekend. Go on. So, Billy's out. Mm-hmm. Nathan got injured at the weekend. Big Nathan. So Sam Simmons. <laughs> Sam Simmons. No, I... I, I, I so, no. I think Sam Simmons is also injured. <clears throat> I would guess that Jack Clifford would possibly be next in line, but he'd, he's not... So I don't think he's good enough in traffic to be an eight. I think he can do a job as a six or a seven internationally, but Harlequin started him at eight and they've moved him around because they need someone like Luamanu, who is that heavy traffic ball carrier. Ben Morgan's also injured. Yep. Not saying he would necessarily get there, but that's an option that's been used in the past. Yeah, you're right. Who do you go for? If, If Nathan, I think it's just a dead leg, but if he picks up a knock between now and the Autumn Internationals... Who's next cab off the rank? Yeah. Uh, Big bad Don. That's He played eight today, didn't, didn't he? Didn't do well, though. Yeah. No, he's not. I, I think he's a six. Yeah. I don't know. That's a really, yeah. really good question. Mm. And you've forced me into thinking about it too too quickly now, so I can't give you a good answer. <laughs> I go Simmons, but he's injured. Um, I'd do something crazy. Zach I, Mercer had a good game today. Throw, that, throw, throw him in. Zach Mercer did all right. Yeah. Yep. Mm. The, Eng- the England back row options for the future are frighteningly good mm. they are they are they are unbelievably good I think they are very promising I'm not going to start talking that because they're not they're not Kieran Reid and Richie McCaw potential yeah they are why aren't they uh, Sam Underhill's got something about him I'll give it why, why are they I'll not the same potential you're not saying they're going to be the same finished product why are they not the same potential uh, well how do we know well, I, I think. Well, well, the fact that we're having to debate so much about the next number eight, and I'm not sure there is one that you, that you would be, be confident about starting that first autumn international for England. I think if it wasn't Nathan Hughes, I think I would genuinely go. Who for, is Fijian, by the way? But uh, who was a uh, who yeah. we got from Fiji? I would genuinely so, go for Sam Simmons if he was fit, but he's not. I think it's a very different type of game. I don't think it matches the game plan. But there you go. Anyway. Um, there was another brief, just not wanting to hammer on about the TMOs, but it's a different, it's a different story that uh, we forgot to mention when I was talking about the various things that happened. The refereeing in that Saints Quins game, we touched on Harry Malander, mm-hmm. jumped to that Saints Quins game. Um, the potential, I think, I don't know whether Carl Sinclair has been he, cited. He has, he has been, been cited for the alleged gouge. It's definitely uh, contact. No, the eye. contact with the eye area. No yeah. one that anyone gouges. I th- whilst ripping off a scrum cap, well, which he was penalised for. So he rips off the scrum cap, well, and then there's not great footage, but then the hand comes back in oh, why? over the eyes. Why? I mean, now, I guess Harlequins now have um, 
a bit of form, don't they, with how effective grabbing scrum hats is. <laughs> now, what, just, why would he... Just yeah. before we get into the actual, uh, in, into the actual thing, so wh- where do you stand on... We talked about the TMO and how the blah, 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 but where do you stand on a player raising a potential eye gouge, as Michael Patterson did, to the referee, who then checks it as a result of something a player says? So, okay? I'd prefer not... I'd prefer that not to happen. Yeah, I'd prefer not, not, not to happen because it... Inco- it incentivizes behaviour that we don't want. But I, I also think there should be absolute zero tolerance for gouging. Agreed. So if, if, if Everybody's feels, agreed on that. Yeah, if he feels like he has been gouged. I mean, that is one of the only ones where I think there is a possibility to actually put your hands up and say something. Is that not... Is the, I, I'm, I only play devil's advocate here because I have no strong opinion one way or the other, but is that... could Some people would say, well, that's the role of a, the sighting officers. Yeah. Players... You know, yeah. but there is actually... you, you don't go go to go to the TMO. He's or at least the referee. Yeah. Say, the referee could have said, if that's happened, I didn't see it, and that's that's. Well, that's gouging awful. is something. My T my TMO and my assistant referees haven't raised it. We've got a sighting panel. Yeah, gouging, punching, I, I think you're play, probably right. That kind of thing. Okay, um, there is actually a way to do this, isn't there? Which is the sighting panel, obviously. But uh, we forgot that you talked to your captain. You know, you talked to your captain about the Michael Patterson was the captain. Oh, so, sorry. Did someone else? Run? Did, did someone else he was it? the one that had the contact oh well that's absolutely fine that, 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 that's his job well yeah okay well I'm I, again I have no strong and, and the fact it was that the nature of the offence makes it more palatable had it been a high tackle and Michael Patterson was going ref can you check for a yeah, high tackle t- go TMO, TMO go TMO, TMO. there was yeah, a high yeah. tackle there yeah why we, we wouldn't be saying that we, we'd be to, saying um... we'd be saying captains sh- can talk to the ref but they shouldn't demand a, a TMO review no and they yeah. shouldn't but they can definitely ask they can certainly ask for one it's certainly within their within their right yeah. what we don't want is like Chris Cook uh, would be a great <laughs> sir 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 <laughs> uh, you wouldn't even say sir you say ref wouldn't he ref ref mister yeah, yeah mister Oi. Dave Ward did uh, at one had had I don't know what happened with his eye, but his eye was in yeah, a really bad yeah. way, closed up. Was there some sort of little knock to him? Oh, I've not seen it from the highlights that I've watched. Mm. But he did the same thing. He went up to the referee and said, could you, Can check, you check that? Could you check that? And the ref said no. Yeah. yeah okay. Well, hopefully, if anything, anything towards has happened, the sighting officer will get them. I, From what I've seen, it was reminiscent to me of the Chris Ashton... Uh, Contact with the eyes wasn't a gal contact with the eyes last year or two. Is that, is that eight weeks? Twelve, 12 minimum. Weeks. Low end twelve weeks. Ooh. Yeah. See not, you later. Not good for Yeah. That's how it looked to me. The the scrum cap got ripped off and then the the image isn't great, but then the hands come in over the eyes. Uh, and I think he might be a gouge, you've got to rip the shirt up first. And then get your hand yeah. in the shirt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when will they learn? <laughs> well, if he had the scrum cap, he just pulled yeah, the scrum cap the other way. He had the perfect cover. Yeah. What's wrong with him? Oh, well. <laughs> um, right. What do you want to do? What do you want to well, do next? Do you want to finish off some of Eva games? Do you want? To, oh yeah, yeah. Well, might as well just round it off. We've pretty much touched on all of it. Um, Saints again, um, really strong performance. And again, they're, yeah. they're, those fans, the Saints fans, must be really happy and also feeling a little bit guilty I'd imagine because they there were very very serious calls for yeah. the whole coaching team's heads that's yeah. exactly where I was after we, we <laughs> um, yeah I, the Saints fans deserve a lot a lot of respect for, for sticking with the team but more importantly having ama- amazing shoes and uh, <laughs> when they came up to sale having what I can only assume is Northampton Tweed uh, yeah, with a yellow bit in it and a um 
red, black. No, no, and a green bit. So nice. green, black, red. Cause yeah, there, there, there is black, but it didn't have the, the, these tweed things that they, that they had on. Did not have the uh, black. I did like the, some of the wasps blazers that were out in force for the 150th uh, <sighs> celebrations. 150th. Yeah, I, I hate to admit it. I, I didn't recognise very. I recognised some of the players, but others had no idea. I thought it, one of them looked like the um, triple jumper, uh, John Edwards. <laughs> um, one guy looked like Andy Peters. I was like, I had no idea that these guys, these guys even played for wasps. Um, yeah, Andy uh, Peters gives is the person who gives out Nando's black cards. Is he really? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Former. How do you know that? Former CBBC presenter and Andy Peters. So he's a bit of Manchester chair. He's local to Manchester. Is he? I think he is. Yeah. Mm, I'm not sure. Okay, I'm sure that. he's got businesses. Around he's a big here. rugby fan. Yeah, yeah. And he's massive into like healthy eating. I thought he was because he. He owns some companies in Manchester. Oh yeah, he's he's got his fingers in a lot of pies. Yeah, he's like a multi multi million. Oh yeah, multi, yeah, he's, he's a TV produ- like producer exec type person. Oh, maybe he's just. I'm sure he's in Manchester. He's a very very influential man. So uh, yeah, Andy Peters, who used to hang around with Ed the Duck in the broom cupboard on <laughs> children's TV, <laughs> you know hands out the Nando's the black cards. Which if you're not sure what the black cards are, it's what every celebrity wants. Uh, th- th- yeah. it's Chris Robshaw. There's there's half a dozen England players that have one. So when I was interviewing. Uh, some of the Harlequins players, this was about three years ago, I asked Ugo, because he was talking about Nando, I asked him if he had one. He said no, he couldn't get one, but uh, Chris Chris Robshaw does. And Ugo's the coolest man in rugby. Yeah. In rugby. And a Nando's black card means that at any time you can go free food, beer, the lot, six people, as many times as you want, no limit. Why don't we have them? (laughs) <laughs> That's a good question. It's a very good question. I, I there needs to be an still inquiry. can't fathom that. But, there you go. <laughs> uh, but no, final game was Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle. Again. Crack, uh, crack on. I mean, we kind of expected them to win this. We Wagons keep rolling. To be, is second in the table now? Uh, yeah, they're second in the second. table. And also, they picked up a bonus point as well. They scored four tries. So, uh, very, very impressive. Great start to the season for Newcastle. How much? How much of this success do you put down to the plastic pitch? And I don't mean this this year. I mean the fact that it's allowed them to play a completely different brand brand of rugby. Well, I think that pitch has coincided with Dean Richards. Dean Richards how long has been, Dean Richards been there? I must be five years. It's been now. There a long time. I mean, Dave Walder sounds like the man who's doing. Yeah, well, work. well, Dean Richards isn't uh, Dave Walder's the head coach. That's right, he is. Dean Richards, director of rugby, and John Wells. Is. He has very incrementally, slowly improved Newcastle Falcons and they have got better ever so slightly better year on year on year and they've assembled a squad that have a much in it actually do you know what they're doing very Exeter Chiefsy kind of work in Newcastle I think that's a good analogy yeah Hmm. they haven't gone for superstars yeah generally speaking They've got picked a couple up of val- big names. They picked up value players. Yeah. yeah, and I don't have any problem with the soup, the superstar that they bought him being Flood because, well, that, that's his club, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not like they've gone out and got uh, Dan Carter. Well, actually, there, there's no comparison between those two players, but someone else <laughs> of equivalent standard who's not from the area. Yeah, and I, I do like that. So yeah, they pick good players. They get value players and players who fit into the team. They will got be a fair at- few guys out of their academy as well. Mm. Yeah. I, I love the Cicino boys. I mean, I, I yeah. thought um, Big Cicino played very well last ba- year. Baby Chino. Baby Chino get... is a player. Yeah, he, player. Is, he is good. He's so physical. Mm. 
I will. I kind of want to just temper Newcastle because they've yeah. they have played three of the bottom teams. Agreed. And they could have lost to Sale easily. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, they beat Worcester comfortably. They beat London Irish comfortably. The most impressive result, though, is beating Bath at Bath. Yeah. That's the one. 33-32. So, is this, is this year um, characterised already, not necessarily by how good or how bad they are, but the high, like, the inconsistencies, the highs and lows. So, if you say Exeter... As a nice stable benchmark, they never play worse than that. They never play better. Actually, that's not right. They seem to play incrementally better as the season season goes on. So this is their level now, and they'll just carry on. But everyone seems to be bouncing up and down, past and below Exeter. Yeah, that is yeah. the standard over and above. Yeah, consistency is very important in this league, and some teams are just not displaying it yet. Um, the the one other game which just. We'll just mention the scoreline. Worcester Warriors three, Saracens twenty five. Yeah, routine. Can I just? There is one one more thing I, I'd like to point out about that. What are we in now? Five games this season. Yep. Fifth game. Yeah. Fifth game of the season. Worcester have used four fly halves. How are you going to be successful using they, four fly halves? They yeah, they'd use four fly halves by the time in three games. Uh, they were using their fourth fly half in their Last fourth week. match. Yeah, amazing. So, yeah. Because uh, you thought Ryan Mills gave him a little bit more shape, but he's not fit to play he's again. Injured yeah. again. That seems to be the story of his last three years, actually. I mean, and still he... no Francois. Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! Maybe he could. Maybe he could play ten. Um, he can play nine and ten. Yeah, if you pass it to himself, they'd be in business. <laughs> uh, why don't they fire all four tens? Right? What? They, what? What's a ten on? What's an average Premiership ten on? Hundred k? Two hundred k? I recommend that. Well, because they've got like Sam Oliver, who's twenty years old, hundred k. Let's yeah. say hundred, yeah, but less than one hundred and fifty, more than a hundred. Well, what did uh, Malander say? He said it cost me one hundred and twenty to keep hold of Ben Nutley. So let's just say yeah. he's on Ben. Let's let's say he's on on Nutley money. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Making Next his one? nut. <laughs> Next one, Mills. Mills two fifty. I don't think that much. Couple of one eighty signed as a centre. Yeah. Um, so one eighty yeah. in in that region. It's, Less than two hundred, more than one fifty. So what we what three hundred k three hundred. Okay, ne- next one Heathcote. Heathcote signed sign from Bath. Yeah, one, about the same one sixty. Let's say I'd say bit, I'd say same as um, Oliver. So four twenty, and the and the last one uh, is Shilcock. Shilcock, how- young lad through the academy, isn't he? Yeah. So, so five. Oh, uh, let's say the same again. Hundred k. Yeah. So we've got five hundred and forty k, right? In the region, get rid of them all, or keep one of them, right? And go and get one fly half. So just, you, do you not? Just, I'm sh- they try. Surely they've tried. Surely, uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, if they've got cash in the bank, it's, add that cash to the money which you're going to get from sacking the other four. Ryan, this, La- Ryan Lamb's tearing it up in La Rochelle. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> this, this is, so your point is probably in line with me, Tim. So let's say they've got 400k. They keep one of them. They've got 400k to spend on a fly half. Mm. So two two points. One four hundred k doesn't actually get you that much fly half no. these days. And two, you Lamb. you've got to you've got. <laughs> Imagine coming back with Ryan Lamb <laughs> on four hundred k. It's a pay cut from what he was on apparently. Uh, Geraghty's playing in France at the moment as well. He's playing at uh, Stade Francais. Is he? I think I think I'm sure he's Stade Francais. Yeah, he got picked up as a medical joker. Um, anyway, four hundred k doesn't get you that much. No, it doesn't. You're right. And getting someone who wants to play at Worcester. Getting well, Madigan, two I mean, Madigan, is difficult. Madigan for a year? 
Bristol, by the way, only narrowly beat Ealing Trailfinders. Well, Ealing Trailfinders hammered London Scottish. Yeah, it's uh, it's not. We thought it was going to be a total procession for Bristol, and I fully expect them to get promoted Mm. and win the league. But it's not. They're not not having it all their own way. No. Well, Trail uh, Trailfinders Finders beat London Scottish. London Scottish gave Yorkshire a a bit of a beatdown too. Mm. So um, if they don't, if if Bristol don't get promoted, and my beautiful boy Charles Piertau ends up playing in National oh, 1. Imagine. That is a disgrace. Imagine. The Green, so he, he Green sh- King IPA Championship, Sir Charles. He should have won a World Cup. Hang on. And he went to Wasps. Just going back a second. Yeah. Couldn't they have picked up Christian Lelia Fauna for about 600k? Uh, they could, I would I mean, wager he, they could pick him up for a lot less than that. Yeah. Problem when, being, they are actively looking for someone to buy the club so yeah. whether someone's going to put big investment in yeah. but then again they'll get a lot more money by being a premiership rugby club rather than being a championship they rugby certain, club yeah, I wonder if they, they if they all this investment in the last few years has actually been to sell building them, building the club up in terms of infrastructure to sell them because if you look at it it is one of the most impressive clubs in the entire league yeah you know stadium look, looks good the playing squad isn't great but it, you know it's by you know it isn't the worst team to get relegated if it goes down. So 380k on new pitch, new facilities, new gyms, that sort of thing. New house and extra fast Wi-Fi for the academy team it, is yeah. <laughs> a much better long-term investment than 380k on Bentio, who is actively trying to leave the club. Yeah. So yeah, you probably yeah. It's it's tricky times. Tricky times forced. I imagine having a fly half and a mid mid-table finish. Would make him even more valuable again. So what I'm saying is, sack your kids and go get a grizzled veteran. But look at what Exeter did with Eskrim Haas last year. You throw the boys in, yeah. and they do well. Yeah, but you've got to have the platform around them. Perhaps that's the issue. Introducing them into a otherwise tell you what, settled. If you gave yeah. all four of those fly halves to um, Rob Baxter, he'd make two of them into. International class playoffs. Yeah. Or at least he'd, he'd, he'd turn him into Gareth Steenson. Well, on that, uh, <laughs> yeah. the rumour last week was surrounding Alex Lazowski going back to Wasps. Exeter Chiefs yeah. are hunting now this, Lazowski. Wow. This, so I didn't think they needed Devoto. No. As in, Devoto is like a kind of Slade 2.0 type play. Not mm. exactly the same. He's a bit bigger. I think he's a bit more direct uh, now. 2.0 po- suggests better. Yeah, no, like not improved. not better, not better. No, they do all beta. the same it's things. Like a, it's like Slade a beta. Slade B. Yeah, Slade beta. They do all the same things, but differently. So they play the same positions differently. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then Lazowski's just like another iteration of that. Unless they're now thinking perhaps Steenson is on the way out, and yeah. they want a direct replacement for Steenson at ten. Uh, and just maybe Ulster are making plans for life without a ten or two. Uh, for a few years, that, that would be Tell nice. What, that that no, would be a nice a ten. You can pick pick up pick up fairly cheaply. Right <laughs> now. St- the Steno, a couple of years finishing is finishing his career in Ulster would be lovely. It would be, I'd, yeah. I would definitely take that. Yeah, hundred percent. So, how much to get Paddy Jackson for? I don't know. How long till till his trial? Is, is it ongoing? I, I don't think it's ongoing. But he, not started yet. If you could get if you could get them three wins, right? If it's not ongoing. Why is he not playing? It's, it's trial. G- I don't know. I'm not interested in the trial. I'm, I'm yeah. interested in saving Worcester. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by any means possible. At whose expense? Because you know Irish are, are a great club as well. 
and they got plans with their Brentford ground and whatnot. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna lose a great club out of the Premiership again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ring, ring, brutal, ring isn't it? Absolutely brutal. Ring fence. Uh, shall we talk about next week's games? Is there anything else you want to work around? Any, any Pro Twelve stuff you, you, you want to talk about? Uh, there was a lot of uh, there was was there no away win in the Pro Fourteen this week? It was all home wins. Is that right? Yeah, Ooh. I even watched Dragon Southern Kings actually. Home, 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 home. Oh, yeah. hang on. Yeah, all home. What Scarlets? Did they not travel to Connacht? No, they hosted Connacht and won. Apparently, it was a hell of a game. Cardiff. I watched Cardiff Munster on Saturday lunchtime when I was doing a bit of work. Um, Cardiff looked great for the first forty minutes. Now Cardiff. I say at great. Munster. Yeah, Cardiff at Munster they looked good for the first forty minutes, and then second half Munster just. Yeah, it's twenty six unanswered points in the second half and cruised away. Um, who is the journalist from the Times? Alex Lowe. Is it Alex Lowe? He's very good. Yeah, the guy with the black and white pitch profile on. Um, on oh, well, on, on, I, for the Times, I know that Alex Lowe. There is an Alex Lowe. Is, definitely is a rugby writer. I'm not sure. It's Alex. And um, there's, there's another one. Uh, he's not called Alex though. The other the other chap is I'll remember his name. But anyway, go on. Yeah, um, the, he, the chief rugby writer. No, no, no. he pointed out right that. Um, the Danny Wilson in, in interview actually oh, yeah. was very, very negative. And Cardiff. Yeah, reasons to be worried because he's actually on his way out now. Mm. Yeah, he was, he said, I was offered another contract, but I've decided to no. Which? I've decided to leave. Yeah, exactly. Which sounds pretty desperate for Cardiff. Yeah, that's and not good. If, tell you what, if these, um, if these Italian teams sort out their lives and become really, really good, it's going to be more and more difficult to see where I mean I think the conference system has actually sorted out the Pro 14 nicely where Cardiff get any easy wins oh yeah they're going to be the whipping boys they're going to be the whipping boys of someone's conference somewhere because Edinburgh are definitely improving the Italian team seems to be improving turns out the cheaters are bloody good yeah well the Cardiff Blues are already bottom of conference A oh are they alongside so in a conference that includes Connacht Zebra, and the cheaters Zebra. Zebra. The bottom two teams with one win each is Ospreys and Cardiff Blues. Wow. I've got a soft, bit, of, bit, bit of a soft spot for, for Ospreys. I have no soft spot what, whatsoever, for, whatsoever for Cardiff. I don't know why, just don't like them. The only other game that we've not mentioned, which I will briefly, is New Zealand-Argentina. Yeah, yeah, watch that as well. DMAC quality. Yeah. But D-Mac Bowden looked. Barrett had some terrible kicking. Bad kicking day, but... His Does he just, kick when Dmax on the field? Not well, no, just out of hand tactical oh, kicking. Right. Oh, wasn't great. He has, he's been kicking as well. He's been kicking sticks. Has he? Yeah, but it wasn't. I, I was thinking more. His sort of tactical kicking wasn't really up to Bowden Barrett scratch. But the, some of the other stuff he did, the, the filth, through, through absolute the filthy offloads, the offload for, for West, both tries. For no does everyone agree that Creevy is one of the best hookers in, in in the world? You you didn't. I said that, and you said no. Yeah, well, I'm still saying no because I'm thinking. Of... <laughs> Does everyone agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I just want to lure you into my trap. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was watching the commentary, and they're like, oh, they're great, Augustin Creevy. So when's the last time he bloody won a match? I mean, I'm sick of seeing him. Like, uh, uh, but yeah, well, I'd what say. Offload. Well, hold on. He but just loses all we the time. say, oh, Sergio Parisi. Yeah. Oh, what a man Sergio is. What a man. Yeah, but he has he has actually won the top 14, to be fair to the lad. You know, Creevy played a year in the championship. And yeah, then, and he, then played, he went he, to the Pumas. He got relegated with Worcester. Sorry, yeah, he got relegated with Worcester, got them back up. Fair play. Um, and then he spent, he spent the last few years with the Jags. 
presumably drinking red wine, getting you know, getting hammered, partying, that sort of thing. Girls, girls, girls. And it feels like since the World Cup, um, Argentina have gone backwards. And yet every time he plays, like there he is again, the great man. Well, he is brilliant. He is, he is incredible. I did like. There was a few times where Dane Coles. There was one moment where Dane Coles and Augustine Creevy both got spoken to by the ref. I think there were scrums were messing up a little bit. And you, were. Can, you can see the, res- the the respect and admiration that both those guys had for each other. That every time I saw them on the pitch together, they were like just laughing with each other and patting each other on the yeah, shoulder well, and you stuff. Know what? That's not good enough. You know, <laughs> it, it's all right for Dane Cole to do that because he probably is the best. Well, in the world, I, right I think that's what they were you doing. Could... They were they were going like we're the best, aren't we? Yeah, I reckon yeah. that's what they're saying. Me he and you, we're the, we're the best. Aren't we? I, I wish I was Augustine um, Augustine Creevy. It's just the easiest ride in the world. Everyone just gives him a free pass. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm on a, a like Augustine Creevy hate mission. I, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying it's very convenient. Uh, but New Zealand can leave some incredible players out, and they bring in uh, Havili, the latest one. H- uh, try on class. debut. Yeah, mm. Havili is class. <sighs> they're just too good, aren't they? It makes it boring. It makes it so boring. I thought I, I was so certain that they were on a tipping point of losing a few games. Who are they playing in the autumn? That's Scotland and Wales. <sighs> France and well, France. A couple of tests or a test against France. Yeah. Maybe France will do something. Hopefully. hopefully. It's, it's no. something, uh, something I like about France, New Zealand, as a, as a yeah, yeah, I love that fixture. It's one of the, uh, yeah, it's one of my. So uh, just before we go into the next week's fixtures, I just thought I'd update you. Oh, please do, uh, James Haskell. As well as being involved in the Bath Wasps game, uh, again, I know he's only coming back from injury. I he's gonna have to be careful. He's gonna have to up his performances a little bit. But he's only coming back from injury. He put what in, was the update, uh, and he's got a lot of uh, that. He's uh, as well as playing for in the Bath Wasps game. He's um, he's been having some trouble getting through to his uh, his bank. So he's he's tweeted a picture. Um, this was like pre-game. Was this? Yeah, I think it was pre-game earlier today. Uh, he's been on the bank to um, HSBC UK Business and he's tweeted saying, I tried both numbers and I waited 20 minutes on each. You guys are jokers. Don't blame the high call volumes. I've called at different times. And he's posted a screen grab of the number he's done and the fact he's been on hold for 20 minutes. Just thought I'd let you know. Mm. There you go. I know you're I know doing you, business I know, on, on Sundays. On Good match days. days. Match day business. <laughs> match, it's pro- probably his match fee. <laughs> match me <laughs> just making sure yeah just making since, since since wasps almost went under a few years ago he just makes sure his match fees in his bank account before he plays oh, this oh, will be the last tangent that i that i take us off on and then tim can steer this no no well, I'm, I, 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 well, go on go right on. Uh, wasps have allegedly lost 17 million quid right that is a number floating around when i was at a press thing the, the other day now i'm not great with numbers Feels pretty good with numbers. You are you right. are a financial advisor and a quantity surveyor, so between the two of you, you should be relatively good yeah, with numbers. Yeah, but one's one's heavily about sales, and the other one is actually about numbers. So, um, <laughs> right. So, um, the salary cap is what seven million. Yeah. Right. So, just say if they didn't make a penny, well, that's seven million. Get that. Where are they spending the other ten million? Uh, so, seventeen million. From what I've seen, that won't be in one year. That'll be across like five or six years. Because yes. Saracens was like, I seem to have the figure of about 40 million, but that was like eight or nine years. There was the, it. The, the, we'll do some investigating yeah. and report back because 17 yeah. million pounds, if it is a in one if year. it is a whole, is not going to be one that's going anywhere between now and next yeah. week. We what can have do a you bit done of, with 17 million pounds? We can do a be, bit of research. Well, yeah, they, they purchased a ground. Yeah, yeah, and they borrowed a load of money. And I guess it's you could 
if you have the purchase of the well, the purchase of the actual club, so the holding company, thirty-two million pounds that costs. In my very yeah. few conversations I've had with 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 rugby journalists, I mean very few. Uh, the one thing they don't grasp at all well is numbers. Well, they're <laughs> in a much... One of the I, again, yeah. not, not wanting to go on too much of a tangent with this, but I would suggest that even with £17 million of structured debt, they're in a much stronger position at the moment than, say, a sale sharks who don't own their ground. No. No, not, no, not at all. Because uh, they're losing many ha- hands over fists where sale sharks need an increase of a, co- uh, you know, a couple of thousand fans and they break even. I mean, they nearly broke even last year. I mean, that's a much more viable business than... Uh, are the wasps when spending under the salary cap? Now they're not. But, yeah, they, they are. They're still under the cap. And we don't know what no, that seventeen, rep- 17 million represents. Is that one year? Is that the purchase of the business? Is that the losses over yeah. ten years? Anyway, what's the trajectory? This is this is we're this not, is we're not about a million quid underneath the cap. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna jump in because I tweeted out earlier at Rugby Podcast. I just said yeah. right any rants, raves, questions you want. So uh, there were some other questions that I thought I'd uh, just quickly run through. Uh, most underrated crisp. Was one question that under, underrated. underrated rugby lad wants uh, an answer to the I, most underrated crisp? I'll tell you. Go on. Uh, the Doritos lime flavour is pervert. underrated. <laughs> what a disgusting man. Very underrated. Uh, okay, so <laughs> never, never ask him that question ever again. The most underrated crisp is the Seabrook Canadian ham. When you say underrated, that's rated quite highly. Because well, it's good. You must, you must uh, I think, the I think one people, there's one people used to rate a long, long time ago, and I think it's fallen off the radar now, because I think Pringles has sort of taken over, but the old um, salt, vin- salt, salt and vinegar discos. Salt and vinegar anything is yeah. two thumbs down for me. Oh, what? come on. Right. He really is a I've perverted. Turned his mic off. Hang yeah, on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is it acceptable to have chocolate mousse for breakfast? Yeah, move on. Uh, is Tempe too much for a carrier bag? Who wrote these questions? <laughs> Rugby lad. All oh, right. Okay. Um, someone, someone I don't know. I don't. I don't bother myself. Good. With okay. No, well, saving the environment. Well, good. we've uh, we've wrapped that, that, that up. All the other questions. Then we, we've done everything we could possibly do and answered every big talking point there is. So let's move on to next week's games. Cool. Okay. Where do you want to start? Um, save the save the best or last. Okay. Pro twelve to start. <laughs> okay. Pro fourteen to start. Uh, Friday night, we have Cardiff hosting Dragons. Cardiff hosting Dragons. <sighs> Don't care. Simply <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Cardiff home win. Cardiff at home. Uh, Glasgow do travel to Cheetahs. Oh, I watch that. that no, yeah, that's a that's game. A that game. will be a good that's game. That's a proper game. That one. This, that will be top of the table, sc- unbeaten against Cheetahs on home turf. High there scoring. won't be many people there to watch it, but I tell you what, that's it'll gonna, be a good game. That is going to change. It has to change. Yeah. I mean, South Africa have been starved of rugby success. Now they've got his team who they know they're, they're not great, but hey, they're winning. That's arguably the game of the weekend, potentially. Yeah. But. Yeah. And I think it could well be the, the highest scoring game of the weekend. Mm. That'll, be, that'll be a proper super rugby scoreline. Yeah. And by the way, this is the first time that one of these Pro 12 teams, pro, yeah, pro 12 teams have, have gone down and not underestimated, underestimated the Chiefs. I think uh, Leinster, did, Leinster did that yeah. and came unstuck. I yeah. think Ospreys are just not in a good place anyway. Yeah. And so this is going to be their first real test at home. So looking forward to this a lot. Give me Glasgow. Is it four, four o'clock kickoff? No, half seven. Oh, I enjoy That's, it. On yeah. Friday? Half, half seven Friday. Perfect. Um, yeah, give me Glasgow still. I think Glasgow are going to maintain their, their run. Okay. Then Edinburgh host Zebra. Zebra. Right, give me Zebra. Ooh, Edinburgh put in a good performance against Leinster. But, see, half of the battle with the Italians is mental. 
And with Edinburgh already losing to an Italian team, yeah, Zeb- Zebra. I'm going to go Cockers to do it. Uh, go then, on, Cockers. Then Ulster host Connacht. Nice. Ulster have got to get got a win. Where are they at, Phil? This looking oh. just. I thought. I thought every so every time I've watched them, they've played well this season. It's all been positive. It's been good. Lilia Fan has done well. Peter Nelson's done well when he's been playing ten. Mm. Lots of options at the centres and back three, and the pack have been fronting up. Uh, and then it all just fell apart this weekend. And this was the first game back for Henderson as well. Henderson, yeah, first full so game this back. This is when we thought, yeah, an extra carrier, yeah, go forward. Yep. Talisman returns. Loss. Nope. Nope. So, yeah, beaten up by the horses. But Connacht aren't doing great things. No. So, give me Ulster. They're all playing quite nice rugby, though. Yeah, but not, both teams are. They're not winning, Connacht. No, importantly. Um, then Saturday afternoon, two o'clock, Leinster host Munster. <sighs> Leinster, tasty. Munster. Ooh, Le- Leinster at home. That's a big one. Oh, it is a big I mean, one. That. Uh, as long as no city welfare policies kick, kick, kick into place, this is a great weekend of uh, Pro Fourteen matchups. To really be honest, because yeah. even well, even the is. low lowly performing Blues and Dragons, there's a lot well, riding on it's that. And that good, that's isn't it? not predictable. No. no, it's not predictable. And also, kind of the dross can stick over there and like let the real teams <laughs> get on with it. Give us the matchups the people want. The um, next, the next game. When's Leinster Munster? So it's two o'clock Saturday. Right. Okay. I'm going to go for Leinster at home, but they're, they're not no playing. Idea. They're not playing particularly well. No, they're not. And Munster, they didn't look good in the first half against Cardiff, but, but second half they but, did. And Leinster and Munster will start to ramp up their performances now because Europe is a couple of weeks away, and that's what they really uh, care about. Yes. Well, yeah, they'll, they'll ramp up for a couple of weeks, and then they'll rest their players the week before, yeah. and then Europe. Yeah. Um, so I'll go Leinster. I'm surprised they don't have a pact of this to make sure that European players don't get injured. We won't do yours if you don't do ours. Just put out there under 18 yeah, squads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, the next game is unpredictable as well. Treviso host Southern Kings. Treviso host Southern Kings. Let's go Treviso. Let's go another, another weekend like... with an Italian win. Yeah, so tr- Southern Kings are the only winless team in Pro, for- Pro 14. See, well, the, the, I'm, I'm all for the Pro 14 expansion now because we have... Uh, st- uh, brainless Welshman going and getting mauled by wild wild beasts and we have teams that the Italians can, can be- likely beat home or away potentially like Ulster yeah <laughs> Treviso rugby shirt how much no internet connection what's going on here oh well keep Go cracking on, on Phil uh, on. and the final game in the Pro uh, Pro 14 is another derby it's Ospreys hosting Scarlet's and Ospreys, who are not playing well. Scarlets have won four out of five. Ospreys have won one out of five. That is unthinkable for Scarlets, yeah. for Ospreys to lose this for them. So, yeah. yes, it is a derby weekend, blah, blah, blah. Anything can happen. Back against the wall, so on and so forth. Scarlets will, Scarlets will smash them going off four. Agreed. Uh, the Avicii. Avicii. Friday. Oh, hold on. There's, there's rugby championship. There is. Yes. All, all Blacks win, Australia win. Uh, four, five past four, South Africa, New Zealand. It's going to be an All Blacks win. Yeah, I can't see anything other. South Africa will put up a much better fight than last time, but New Zealand will win. Then Argentina host Australia, and I, I want, I want Argentina. I to win really one. want Argentina to win. They've not won yet in this year's championship, 
they have in the last few years always snuck a victory. So give me Argentina. Yeah, come on, Argentina. Augustine to and to it, give it just purely fueled by JB. Yeah. He's gonna. What do you mean? I'm not great. Out, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> if you ignore the first kind of twenty minutes of the All Blacks game, where Argentina were useless, they were actually pretty good after that. Mm. Do you know the other, the other um, oh, oh. The, the other rugby thing which Argentina get away with? How much do they, they love scrimmaging? They have on occasions like scrimmaging. Their scrum recently has been garbage. Both at Haguara's level and at Pima's level. Yeah. But don't say it. Don't say it because you'll upset the rugby people. Yeah. Avicii. Avicii. Don't forget to save the best for last. I, I will save the best for last. Uh, it's the highest profile game. I th- I've got a feeling it w- might be one-sided. Anyway, Friday night, Harlequins host JB's Sale no, Sharks. No, not my sale. Quins will win at home. Who knows with Quinns? Who knows? Uh, Sale, Sale are going to win this. They are going to win comfortably. Um, Sale by 10. Quinns by 10. Ooh. Yeah, I'm going Quinns by not a lot. But uh, but if Sale can back up a home performance with an away one, it's, this, it's odd. I know teams do better away from home, uh, sorry, home rather than away from home, but it's more pronounced with teams like Gloucester and Sale. So... Mm. Yeah, and and normally with Quinns as well. Yeah, but, usually. But not always. Then, Bath host Worcester. Bath, Bath. by two tries. Beat down. I need to try and get some Bath, Bath players yeah. for my fancy rugby draft team for next weekend then. <laughs> uh, Exeter host Newcastle, which... Chiefs will win comfortably. If Newcastle can get a bonus point out of this, that's a positive, I think. Yeah, yeah I'd I'd go, think so. I think you're right. Uh, Gloucester host Northampton, which... That's a good game. It, that won't be a bad game. Mm. It won't be a bad game. So you'd have to say so far, the Avicii's looking more predictable than the Pro 14 at the moment. On, on these games, I would I would agree with you. I would agree with you as well. But I'd also would have agreed if you said that last week and the week before. That's true. I wouldn't have predicted true. some of the wins true. that happened this week. But yes. If so logic so Gloucester Saints. Gloucester Saints. Gloucester Saints. Gloucester Saints. I'm going to say... I'm gonna have to go with Saints. By not yeah. a lot. Yes. Courtney Laws is just outrageous how good he's been. Uh, the I'm whole gonna... the whole of their tight five has been brilliant. Yeah. And and Malinder is playing really, really well. He's getting the best out of Big Luther and Rob Horn. I've just got and Yeah, Burrell. it's so good seeing Luther Burrell enjoying playing rugby again. Yeah. I love it. Hmm. Big he's getting the best out of those. He's also getting the best out of his back three. RC2 Arlet, George North looking better, and yeah. Tom, Tom Collins. Tom Collins. Can't believe I released him. They are, they are, oh, from your fancy rugby draft team, yeah. I know. They are squeezing. But you did manage to pick up Charlie Walker. Anyway. Yeah, they are Ooh. squeezing every every ounce of talent out of uh, Tom Collins. Yeah. He's looking incredible. Yeah, he looks fast. So, give me Northampton. I've got a funny feeling it's going to be Gloucester's night. I don't <laughs> know why. After watching him, it looks like... The, um, they, After watching them on Saturday, so Friday, they looked garbage. But I've got a feeling. I tell you what, I like. I like Owen Williams coming in, coming into the team. I think he really did steady what what was left of their ship <laughs> fairly well. So only only one uh, intercept try after he came on. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't from him though. No, I don't think it was. Ne- next game, bit, 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 uh, I think Billy Twelve Trees threw it from the bench. <laughs> 
<laughs> he did for that first intercept. It oh, was a Benny. an attempt at like a it was like a triple mispass over to, the top of Baron McGuigan. I want him to be good as well. I think <laughs> everyone wants him to be good. He's had a couple of good games this season. He he did yeah his last game where he scored off that Trinder try yeah. Trinder run. Anyway, then L- London Irish who are on a poor run of form host Leicester who are on a they're looking better each week as is we've this, said. Is, is this the last game? No, uh, that's the second to last Ooh. game. Not saving the best till last, Ooh. is he? I mean, I see, sorry, he's saving the best till last, yeah. so that's not the best. So, L- mm. give me Leicester. I think London Irish will get a losing bonus point. I think they have to pick up a losing yeah. bonus. They have to start picking up points. Well, they got a losing bonus point against Newcastle, didn't they? Did they? Oh, did they that's come back? To, yeah, twenty. And then, oh, oh, I just jumped in too far. Hold on. <laughs> sorry. Wow. <laughs> you get the idea. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. Uh, it's also our Leo Vegas game of the week. Which could mean you bag yourselves some. Do you feel a little bit dirty that we use the same music that Donald Trump uses? Do you know what? I was thinking exactly that um, when. Uh, uh, when I was playing that then the answer is no I don't I quite like it actually yeah <laughs> yeah um, you know we were supposed to be putting on or you were supposed to be putting on our predictions each week yeah for, yeah, char- yeah. for charity oh yeah yeah and all, all the winnings we got yeah went to charity yeah how's that going it's really good it's doing really well <laughs> good we're raising <laughs> what, what are we on what are we on at the moment what's Loads. our balance we are we are <laughs> ki- we are killing it yeah <laughs> if it was for profit that we could take home oh my god <laughs> Like, JB would have been, like, <laughs> studying form, looking at... <laughs> yeah, here is uh, several hundred pounds to go to a chief executive of a charity's salary <laughs> of your choice. <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, LeoVegas.com is where you need to go. They love their rugby. That's, they, they, they sponsor this podcast. They sponsor Leicester Tigers. So they know what they're talking about. They love their rugby, and they're putting their money where their mouth is. And if you want to put your money uh, into having a little flutter on a rugby game, Go to leovegas.com. They've got some great odds, some cash out, cash in, player bets, team bets, handicap bets, whatever you want. They've got some really cool stuff, not just on rugby, but definitely on rugby. So, our game of the week is Philip. It is. What would normally be, or certainly last season would have been a massive game, but perhaps on recent form isn't quite as big. Saracens host Wasps. Right, yeah. I know exactly how this is going. At least I think I know how, how this is going. Badly, badly wrong for, for Wasps. So Wasps have lost three on the bounce, including two losses at home. Mm. Saracens have won... Uh, they've lost one game, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. they lost to um, Harlequins. No, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, was it Harlequins? Was it Harlequins? No. Uh, Wasps have lost no, Wasps to Harlequins. This in Bath. Oh, Bath. Bath. Uh, no, Bath beat Leicester. Yeah, yeah no, Bath did beat. Bath, uh, oh, Le- yeah, they did beat Saracens. Yeah, at, so at home. Bath at home. So I can't see anything. I can't. I cannot see anything other than a Saracens win with the, the way the last few games have gone. Saracens are, th- are they going to have to start rotating a little bit more? Mario Atoji has started every game, and he was on the Lions tour. Yeah, and they've got European matches coming up, and the Autumn Internationals. I think they're going to have to rest him this week. Well, yeah. Hmm. But Maybe. they've got they've got Izikwe and uh, Cruz, Cruz is, is fit again. Yeah. And Izikwe's not really impressed me though. When he's come, I mean, he's bit. Uh, 
he's a good it big is, unit. Yeah, it's hard to impress. They got Dom Day as well, but he, he pulled yeah, out. And yeah. they got Skelton. Skelton. Christ, yeah, rotate. They've got th- yeah, they've got three if they're hookers. Fit, they will. They've but... got three hookers that they are rotating. Yeah, they've been rotating Lazowski and Farrell quite a lot, mm. and they've been rotating the centers as well with yeah. and their wingers actually. Duncan so yeah, Marshall and Bosch. So there have been a lot, but but Marutoji has played every game. Yeah, it's probably only Maru. Has played brilliantly as well. I yeah. So my big problems with Wasps, as I outlined before, I'm not going to go into them again. Um, I just don't. I think Jimmy Gopeth, right, is seriously one of the best tens in 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 the league, but he needs a lot of stretch. He's like a structure tennis assistant guy, and Wasps, I hate to say it, they're just not well coached enough. They don't have enough systems. They don't. Run, well, they don't do their basic. I think. Enough. I think it says everything that. Love. I think if Love Balavi was fit, they'd be in a much much better place. But they tried Juan de Jong last week. Didn't really work. Macken played Macken. today. Ran hard and direct, but not really. Just stuck. And do you know what the problem is? And then they brought Juan de Jong back off the bench. They just yeah. this twelve this twelve shirt. Jimmy Gopeth solved that issue for them. They got Kyle Eastman that they brought in, thinking he might be the job do the job not there. Played yet. But Jimmy well, Gopeth yeah. was a revelation at twelve, and yeah. he and he gave those wide men the ball. But that yeah. they, what was that even they more want. important than that? Is that they started winning, and because of the because of the wins they got early doors, they got stability in that position. You need just because someone has a bad game, you can't drop them immediately. You've got particularly 10, 12, 13, You've got to give them time to bed in. Yeah, but but equally, like what Jim, just... what Jimmy Gopper did at twelve, you're right. He gave he took some pressure off Danny Cipriani, mm. another pair of eyes and another boot. I agree, and a left foot and a right foot combo was great. But also he he. Jimmy Gopeth re- was the guy that had the vision to release Christian Wade mm. and yeah. and uh, Kirtley Beale. Yeah. Well, they've got, well, they've got to, they've got to play. They have, if they had Kirtley Beale still, he'd have solved an issue for yeah. them. He would uh, definitely. Well, they've got to um, they've got to play differently, and I question if they've got the capacity as a squad to change the way that they play. I think that's what Lovabalavi was brought in to do. Yeah. Any idea when he'll be fit, Tim? Sorry. Any idea when he'll be fit? Thinking fantasy rugby draft, <laughs> I could, I'll, I could I'll do with him back as well. To be honest, yeah, we, we need to uh, to ask you, Tim, is using your BT Sport questions to ask directors of rugby about your <laughs> fantasy, fantasy yeah. draft rugby picks. Any any news on Tim Visser? How is his <laughs> John Kingston? I did ask John King- Kingston in my <laughs> BT Sport interview about the wing position and the fact Tim Visser hadn't featured, but that was for purely editorial reasons, yeah. Tim, and not Tim because Visser. I'd selected Tim Visser as Tim's my second as my second pick. <laughs> Yeah, your second. The BT truck's going crazy. What's he saying? <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> we're not even covering uh, that game, Tim. So we're, we are all saying oh. Saracens, yeah. but by how much? Saracens by 12. Saracens by 20. Ooh, wow. So I, I think. What was the, re- the result today? Was Wasps. Sorry, 25 Bath 9. By, yeah, Bath by 16. So at the Rico. At the Rico. Wasps have got that soft underbelly, so yeah, they give away really they give away penalties, but also they give they away yards. Be, more important, yeah. So such passive defence, and can you imagine? My, Saracens will be fired up, very fired up. They'll have an extra two days rest as well because mm. they played on Friday night compared to Sunday. So, so I think this is be Jackson Saracens. Yeah, yeah, I think this That's will be Saracens by yeah twenty points. I can see this being Saracens by more than 20 points. And I, they need Nathan Hughes fit, and I need him fit for my yeah. fantasy rugby draft team as well. Yes. Hmm. Let's hope he's not. 
Oh yeah, yeah I'm playing you, aren't I, Phil, this week? Are we? Oh, yeah, I think Ooh. me and you are matching up. So I might need to put in some calls and uh, <laughs> abuse my got... abuse my position to try and beat you. Have we got any other business that we need to announce before nah. we end this podcast? No, nah, well, no, but we'd really need to get our skates on, get our ass in gear in relation to the uh, Six Nations B yep. system. Uh, Madrid is happening. We are actually taking a trip. We are, we have got some trips, but I don't think they're. What have we got? Uh, oh, we've got Ulster. We'll be at Ulster if anyone wants a drink on the 12th of December. Uh, oh, 15th. 15th are, we go, December. Are, we, are we doing that? Yeah, 100%. Brilliant. Uh, oh, um, yeah. Well, who's, is that Ulster versus... Quins. 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 And have you got, I'm sure we've got some other things, but if we do, we'll tweet them out. Yeah. Um, we will be doing uh, Madrid, but... Oh, we definitely to see. So there's, there's two games in Madrid, so we just need to pick one. No, the last one, I guess. The uh, Germany one. The last, uh, yeah, the, that, that, that'd be good. The latter, because there isn't, it's not the last week, so it is week four, eleventh of March, Spain versus Germany in Madrid. What well, I remember looking That's at the fixtures one. and thinking of that, that that one of the Six Nations games isn't is one of the less glamorous ones on the Sunday, so we're not so far. Anyway, point is there will be Six Nations games and another tier two rugby match to watch. Yeah. And just, just it's at the minute I checked the flights. It is about sixty quid return. Perfect. And also, if you thought last, last last year was good, this year World Rugby have got a few surprises for you uh, when you come out. So uh, just watch this space. It's going to be good. Yes, mm. we will have more information. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we will have more information on that. I think we should next week aim to have a, pla- a plan in place. I'll sort it out. Yeah. Right, gents. Uh, nice one. Um, we'll all go home. Uh, right, so Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, tell your mates, share the Facebook video, retweet the link to the podcast on Twitter. We're giving away stash. You can see it on the video oh, Christ, in the Rugby who's Dungeon. Won today's tie? Who's won today's tie? Who's won today's today's Egg, Clas- yeah. Egg Chasers Club tie? Where's my phone? I've lost the phone. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right, well, the point is we will be giving out more stash uh, for people for retweeting, for sharing, and we're only sharing this information at the end of the podcast because we want to report, re- reward the people who are with us right through to the sweet end. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, let the boys play. Uh, JB, any news on a, on, a, on our winner? In two seconds you will have a winner. While you do it, I just want to mention the cynical, cynical video that was posted Oh yeah. by CJ Stander's wife showing CJ Stander using a broom the wrong way round. Yeah. To sweep up the change room. <sighs> yeah. If if you want to do a good thing, do a good thing. You don't have to share the world that you're doing a good thing. Yes. Oh, virtue signalling, JB would be straight on calling that. Yeah. Uh, I actually sweep the change my, my own change rooms. This yeah, week. But, yeah, but you don't put it fine. on social media, do you? Sweeping the change oh, rooms is one thing. <laughs> Sweeping the change rooms is one thing, but but uh, yeah, flagging up. Look at what a nice thing I'm doing. Look look how good and humble I am. Exactly. Is in, but can appear in its very nature very unhumble particularly when you hold the broom the wrong, the wrong way round that very questionable uh, broom technique uh, Rugrats Rugby Doll has won our uh, Rugba- Rugrats Rugby Doll congratulations Egg Chasers Club Tie coming to you we do it at the end so if you don't get in contact with us we save on our stock so uh, there you go. <laughs> planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. <laughs> but look at all the wonderful stash in the rugby dungeon. Some of that could be yours. So retweet, share, and all the rest of it, and let the boys play. Let the boys play. Let the boys play.